welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. There's going to be a party just two doors down, and all you backwoods Barbies are invited. The Dolly Hoedown premieres on March 13th at 7pm, and it's going to be a hoot and hollering good time as we pay tribute to Dolly Parton herself. $6 gets you admission to the live premiere on Zoom. Can't watch live? The show will be available for $6 on Vimeo. A portion of the cover will benefit the National Center for Transgender Equality. Venmo at MichaelBlockTalk with your email for show access. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. You don't have to say you love me, just stay close at hand. Not a joke, just a fact. It's time to break down the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, an episode that sent shockwaves through the fandom that made a queen delete their account. Joining me on this fun adventure is the musical angel herself, Lyra Vega. Welcome! Hi, thanks for having me. I, I, I love this this virtual moment we're having. <laughs> I know, it's, it's been a while since I've seen you in person, um, yes. so it's, it's nice to interact through a computer. Right. Yeah, we've been, I think all of us queens have been uh, marinating in quarantine and hopefully when you see me in person, I will look better than ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. Everyone had all this time to like, you know, practice their makeup and renew their look. Right. Uh, this, there's no more excuses to look bad in drag. Girl, if you're coming out of quarantine looking worse, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. It means they have not gotten in drag at all. Well, before we jump into UK, we have some drag news of the week. And I feel like that's going to be a new segment on this podcast because shit has happened every week now. More things are added. Drag race is just going global. And Mm. we've got some two two things to talk about. First off, Supreme Deluxe, host of Drag Race España, has her judges panel. Uh, Joining her will be fashion designer Anna Locking and directors and power couple, The Hobbies, Javier Ambrosi and Javier Calvo. Uh, so that's fun, exciting news. It is exciting. Um, and you know what? Like, I saw a little preview clip of Spain. And first of all, I live because I've, I've been to Spain many times. I have no idea mm-hmm. what the drag's like there, but I just love it as a country. But there's this one guy on the panel who has the most fucking intense cheekbones ever. I don't know if, I, if you yeah. saw that, but I was like, that is insane. And I'm so jealous. Um, yeah, um, I, I, I don't know anything about any of them. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to learn about them as I do my research and we get ready for the show, which we still don't have an air date on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're, they, they are a couple. And I'm not sure if that means we get all four of these people every week or if they will mm-hmm. be switching spots like yeah. um, Alan and Graham and Carson and Ross. But mm-hmm. cool. Exciting. Yeah. The other big news. Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras Festival happened on Saturday, which means the cast of Drag Race Down Under was revealed. Ooh, yes. The cast of 10 includes Art Simone and nine other people who won't stand a chance. <laughs> well, maybe Karen from Finance, but that's a different story. I love Karen from Finance, and I cannot wait. I'm so excited that she's, <laughs> that she's on. Listen, I do, too. I think she's wonderful. She's comedy. I, it's, it's the drag I enjoy. But they built Art Simone... Up for so long they gave her yeah. her own wow presents show that's true and she's like contestant 
Right. Well, I feel like there's been other contestants in the past too, where they do this whole like build up of like their because they have such a big presence online already. They like you know make it a big deal that they made it onto the show, and then they get eliminated like first or second. So I'm like, right. so girl, like, don't do a kind moment. <laughs> this is this is what is interesting to me is I have predicted and I've said it many times on the podcast to people. I every time Art Simone would show up at DragCon, I was convinced this is Rue's way of saying world get ready art simone mm -hmm. is coming art simone is coming art simone is coming right i really thought she was grooming her to host i thought Ooh. art simone was going to host that show and i guess maybe because of covid or rue was just like i like australia i'm gonna go right I, i'm shocked i and also I'm, think like, if, 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 if the uk is any basis for it i think she's gonna really enjoy making cringy australian puns now oh fully because i mean her her partner <laughs> is I swear to God, if she says strip on the Barbie in the first episode, I'll be like, of course all right, here we go. No, but Probably her husband, I believe, is Australian. So that, that's part of why the tie is there. Yeah. Just like Michelle is 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 in love with the UK because she spent mm -hmm. a lot of time there. Rue is the same thing with Australia. So fine. Got it. I yeah. understand. But even like not putting Art Simone on the judges panel, it's all weird. Mm -hmm. It's all very, very weird. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited. We have our 10 contestants. It's a very white cast but it's it nice. is australia what do it's we australia. expect right now but but girl listen if I mean, doesn't when win. dates come out between spain australia if netherlands comes or holland comes back and then know, we have back. the rumor of the international all-stars right and the, the singing thing right isn't that like a, a vocal competition oh no no the, the, those are two two separate shows oh shoot <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we got We're a lot great. on our plate but you know what we love Dragon. We're here to talk about Dragon. Let's yes. finally dive into Drag Race UK. Oh, yeah. That's what we're here to talk about. How have you been enjoying the season? Um, I love this season. I think the cast is even better than first cast of UK, and that was a high bar, in my opinion. I agree. Okay. I'm not sure um, I would agree that it's the best, better cast, but... I, I love their dynamic. I love how... Um, Compared to the uh, U.S. season, I love how I think more organic and just, mm -hmm. I don't know, they're just like on there to have a good time, have a kiki and show what they got exactly. and go home. But like, it just seems a lot less manufactured and it's so more, I think it's more natural. And also, uh, it's just cool to see the difference in like the type of humor. There's some queens that make me laugh just because they exist, like Tia Coffee, yeah. bless her heart. Even though it wasn't the best fashion moment. No, no, no. Just for talking, all. all I needed was her, her commentary. I, I was living. <laughs> I mean, exactly. And, and like, that is why she remained as long as she did, because she was good in confessionals, and she's naturally a good entertainer. Right. Just someone needs to dress her now. Yeah. <laughs> and Rue had a point. If she just, you know, padded a little bit more and got that, that fashion together, she would be, like, unstoppable. Because lots of girls look real pretty, but they can't, you know, work a room. But she yeah. easily does that part. So I just, and, and I think it's, it's easier to get good clothes than to get a good personality, obviously. Exactly. You know? And it's it's really interesting because, obviously, when we watch uh, uh, an international season, we infuse our views of drag onto it. Yeah. Even in our, our views of drag through a New York lens is different than the rest of the country sometimes. So totally. it's really interesting to see Rue and Michelle critique sometimes and be like, this is what you should do. And they're like, no, 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 we don't do this in England. Right. So oh, it's an interesting show. And I think that is kind of why we had the result we did this week. And I'm mm -hmm. excited to talk about it. Oh, yes. Gag. All right. <laughs> let's dive in. 
after the elimination, Tace is still here. Sister is done. Tace right. starts to read Sister's mirror message, thinking she called them all champions, but it really said camp cows. Mm-hmm. She needs her glasses. Um, <laughs> Ahura said it was close, but Tace is a performer. Was it close? I don't think so. No, I think, yeah, Tace really rocked it. Like, Sister, yeah, Sister's horrible. I'm done. You don't have to talk about her anymore. I always say it depends on this type of song selection. But to be honest, like, Tace has came, came in being like, I'm a performer, I'm a dancer. But then yeah. she also went on to slay memory. So I was like, okay, well, I guess we can do it all over here, huh? <laughs> yeah. And just reminder, kids, it's called memory, not memories, like the intern oh, that put that. on there. Oh, so yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. Lawrence calls Tate's stiff competition in a lip sync. But the challenge, she needs to go fully into that or she might go home. And it's true. Mm-hmm. Lawrence is pained to say it, but congr- congratulations to Ahura on her win. Um, Bimini was shocked that Lawrence was in the bottom, as was I. I think it was very questionable to put Lawrence in the bottom, but yeah, I agree. That's what Rue did. Um, I guess when you only I had also want to say, like, I think overall, like in this moment, I love how we were talking just now about comparing, you know, season 13 of US versus this. I love how like they're able to recap the episode, but in like a playful sh- shady way versus like yeah. all the dramatic music and then like they're trying to force queens to say stuff on on the UK. Right. it feels very much forced but in this way i feel like they're all just like sharing quips that are really fun but like they know they're all in on the joke it's really cute exactly like, i feel like the story producers give them an outline as opposed to the story producers in the u.s who tell them here is your line exactly like olivia ask who should have been in the bottom again right right, right. <laughs> love you live but girl come on use be a thing to work right <laughs> we're not going to get into that meme we're not going to get into the <laughs> meme but that meme went viral this weekend and oh boy that was i can't mm-hmm. well lawrence says her hole was clenched in the bottom but ahora says keep it clenched because she better get used to losing these days i have fun catching up to her bitch she mm-hmm. won't badge her it's really interesting to see how much weight that they put on their badges I mean, Obviously. mean, girl, that's all they got. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, it's kind of a cool psychological thing in a way because, mm-hmm. like, you're literally wearing it at all times. So it's like a constant reminder to the other girls, like, by the way, look at me. I'm a winner. Where are your, exactly. where's your win? <laughs> I, I, it, it, I'm really, I would be interested to see if they did that in the U.S. and how that would affect the conversation if they literally got to walk in with their, right, whatever. Uh, the equivalent of the American one would be. But uh, yeah, I think it would be very, it it is a psychological game because there were 12 bitches up in there. Now there's the top five. And Ellie said that they were the top five coming back from lockdown. This is what she predicted. Right. And then she decides, not necessarily, I wouldn't say stir the pot, but like ask for an honest answer that she didn't want. Mm -hmm. Jeff, if they would have said, all said the same. And Ahura and her tongue say yes, but Ellie would be the next to go. Because they are the top four, and Ellie is not happy with that response. Girl, she asked for it though. You know, like exactly, you get what you asked for. Also, I'm living for how like off the cuff Ahura is, but still likable. It's the cool balance of like I like you still, even though you're being bitchy. And that's what's interesting. And it's I think Ahura is a fifty fifty split between people. I don't find her likable at all. I would not really? want to go have a spot of tea with her. Oh wow, we would not get along. We we would we would clash big time. But Bimini reminds the group that there are badges all around except for Ellie, and she just rolls on her own. Right. They don't register in her brain, in their brain, and she and Ellie says that she will get a badge and will do whatever it takes to get one. Make sure we remember that line because she will mm-hmm. do whatever it takes. 
Yeah. Now we see that it's the London girls versus, versus Scott for freedom. And no, that is not a Ted Cruz quote. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's really oh, fun, funny because we got freedom also on U.S. Uh, right, because Harriet Tubman. Too. Right, yes. <laughs> anyway, Tate is ready down, ready to burn down the mulberry bush, so you better watch out. Also, she has no idea where the shit comes out of her mouth. And again, this is why Tate has lasted so long. I love Tate. Tate, um is by the way speaking of taste something i've found myself doing a lot during the last few weeks uh, since uk started is just watching your instagram live shows it's like uh -huh. these like extremely zoomed in videos like this and like she's still <laughs> stunning like stunning in the camera like fully just beating her face playing some music not even talking just like nee, 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 and just like i'm mesmerized i don't even need dialogue i'm just watching her because it's so beautiful i'm just like Girl, how are you such a beautiful man and a woman? We're, right? we're not it's, worthy. It's, it's, the, it's the bone structure. She's, right. she's got perfect bone structure. Yes. Well, uh, it's a new day. Top five, being alive. Everyone is ready to bring their A game. Ahura doesn't feel unbalanced when she walks with her two badges now because she had to right. throw that in. Ellie has flowers, though. <laughs> but she's no longer letting the queens talk about her and underestimate her. She doesn't do it all herself so why are they doing it don't right. underestimate her bimini is willing to help her pack if she doesn't prove herself though that's mm. a common theme this season everyone's ready to pack with each other <laughs> teamwork makes a dream work i live exactly ellie says that she was criticized by ahura for her silhouette but it was a completely different silhouette and ahura says she wasn't surprised by the look and ellie put her personality into the challenge but ahura says this is supposed to be a super shiro not ellie diamond and then Ellie says, she is a superhero anyway. You tell them, girl. Uh, <laughs> it just uh, won't end. So Ellie is just looking for validation from people yeah. who will not give her validation. I think if you walk into a competition needing validation from people who literally want to beat you, um, that's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah, I think you need to come in, at least fake it till you make it. Try to act, act confident at least, you know? <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm going to give the major boot of the week to RuPaul, who arrives with that god-awful wig and that tacky-ass snake suit. What is with uh, these bus driver wigs every freaking time? I get it's, I like, get it's it. like, a, like a Beatles reference. I don't know. But, like, what are we doing? <laughs> it, it's it, it's a major boot. Ru, major boot. And whoever's working on your hair, if they didn't, like, shave your head or something, I don't know what the problem was, but I don't want do it again, that's please. Like a rude decision because you know he like he produces whatever like is that like a rude decision and what are we going for if that's the case i mean like it was funny with the Ginny lemon gag with like the yes. the yellow one but this that one mean no it just didn't work it didn't work <laughs> right anyway anyway in the mini challenge they much must serve macho drag as they compete in mask for mask singer they must do a butch performance of kitty girl and this is kind of maybe not the best challenge because what is gender Right. True. As Bimini says, Butch isn't in her, her vocabulary as she reps femme. I'm sure um, Jenny Levin is still in there too. She'd have a problem because she already had a problem with the binary stuff, you know, earlier on. She probably would have um, been said something. It's really interesting. Yeah. To see how the queer community is evolving at a faster pace than RuPaul's drag races. Yeah. And I don't mm -hmm. know if they're capable of catching up right now but this was a good challenge it was fun and i got what the yeah. point was 
but it's not serving the community as well. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard to catch up because A, you film a whole season and that's it. Like it's just airing one week at a time at this point. And if you're ready <laughs> in a certain mindset, you can't go right. back really and edit too much. But like, also I feel like, yeah, RuPaul and Michelle seem to have a very kind of antiquated version of what drag even is to begin with. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, I know from what I've seen of like a lot of Gen Z people, like Gen Z is really hard on Ru about not only the fracking, but also the transphobia. And uh, I've seen like, I, I just joined TikTok last month. So like I've really gone into the, the Zoomer trenches of, you know, these young kids. But um, yeah, like I see so much RuPaul slander online. It's crazy. I'm like, girl. Now part of me is like, well, RuPaul did pave a lot of the way for many things. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that RuPaul has done before he was on TV, like on, you know, on, on Drag Race at least that people kind of forget about. But I do, I do think that it's fair to say that he could do better when it comes to, uh, this idea of what the you know gender expression is for sure like yeah. it's fucking drag dude <laughs> exactly well ellie is going to go more androgynous with 80s inspire mm -hmm. with like with you know the straight men when they would wear more feminine clothes mm -hmm. cool great love it ellie right, yeah. is also going to reveal that she is slightly turned on by ahora's leather because she's kind of into the whips and chains i was into it too so basically, Ellie, I've been crushing on you all season, and we can play with that stuff too if you want. I'm here for you. I got, I got some stuff in the collection, so just it's weird because like, hit me looks up. like she should be like she looks like she should be like a five foot five little white twink, but she's literally like a tree, and she's like I think six two or something. It's crazy. No, she, she's six, she's six four. Six uh, four. So it's a little too tall for me. She but can I on think me she's and I'm done. She's like so cuddly, and she's totally a sub bottom. Right. Clearly, now we know this. I'm yeah. here for it, Ellie. Let's get married. Um, the colonoscopy, if you're listening, I know you two are very, very close. Please make this connection happen for me. I will. You already have wow. a man. You don't need Ellie Diamond. Let me have Ellie Diamond. Aw. <laughs> that was the PSA for the day. Okay, so the challenge was wild. Um, Bimini could not sing. Yeah. Kate just sang, talked. Um, Lawrence, meanwhile, wore that pinstripe suit and put on a very deep voice that suit was a was a choice i didn't like that at all i there was some weird like nude illusion that was just like a triangle i don't know what was happening there it was like glam rock meatloaf yeah i could see but it. not yeah. meatloaf it was weird i um, didn't get that but i will yeah. say at least kitty girl is my song that is my number one rupaul song of all time i'm obsessed with that, that song so yeah. as soon as i heard that at least i was like you know this is more exciting than watching you know baby's twerk season exactly 13. exactly well, Ellie was totally her version of Boy George, and that was a lot of fun. Um, it's cute, yeah. Then we have Ahura, who confirms she has never heard of Lady Gaga. That was a very funny bit. Love that one. <laughs> that was that was a standout line, yes. Yeah, and then we end with Bimini saying, Bimini, lo she loves Cheryl. And I'm going to hope that she meant Cheryl Hole. Because that is a <laughs> weird power couple. That what should happen and not actually happen. I love Cheryl Hole, too. too. I didn't like Bimini's look. I felt like everyone else kind of like went for it and she wore a black Bimini, yeah. sweatsuit. Bimini did nothing. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because the winner of the challenge was Ellie Diamond. There you go. Do you agree with that decision? Ellie, I wrote deserved to win, but I would have picked anyone because no one was like singing down. No one was like right. really doing anything super like obvious, like that was like top, top of the line. So I was like, I would have picked anyone. They're all having fun. They all committed. Except yeah, maybe not Bimini because I didn't like the outfit, but. We, you know? we, we got the 
editor's um, decision of what we got to see. Right. Isn't that something? We can talk mm-hmm. about editing for a whole... Oh, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it very shortly. But Rue reveals that the Maxi Challenge is a comedy night celebrating love where they will write a stand-up set based mm-hmm. on basically any Taylor Swift song because love, 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 that's all she writes about. Mm-hmm. Then they will perform the routine in front of a live audience of inanimate objects because hashtag COVID. Mm-hmm. As the winner of the main of the mini challenge, Ellie will choose the order the queens perform. It's just the advantage she needs, and yeah. just the advantage the producers wanted to give her. Well, you know they what? Like, she I, was stir said, shit up. Right. As soon as they said what the challenge was, and this is like literally, I was writing these notes as in real time. I was watching, and I I was literally wrote, I would put my money on Lawrence and Bimini for comedy, and then Ohora as like an underdog potential. Nowhere in that setup would I consider Ellie being a front runner. So I think, yes, she needed this advantage um, desperately. So yeah, totally agree with that. It's just one of those things where when like there's a mini challenge that will determine the outcome of, you know, the entire episode. Yeah. You know, producers or RuPaul have a hand in this. And I think that's Rue just an easy loves... way to make it. Yeah. To make it Rue, different. Rue loves Ellie more different. than Ahura. And that's the theme of this episode. I don't care what anyone mm-hmm. says. Ahura is great. But Rue is not connecting with her. She does yeah. not connect with her. Mm-hmm. But Alan Carr will meet with the girls to help them with their set. Then they will be joined by Dawn French, the Did lucky bitch herself. Was, Did not oh, know that well. Was. For those unfamiliar, Dawn French is half of the comedy routine Saunders and French, where they wowed audience for decades, including their self-titled sketch show and the international smash hit Absolutely Fabulous. Okay. Um, they are... I, see, that's the thing. I don't think we there is a, an American equivalent of, uh, of the two of them. Uh-huh. Because they really started doing this comedy routine mid-'80s. Mm. And they've still done it. And I don't think there's been a female comedian in America that's. Yeah, a duo like that? No. Yeah. So, good on the UK, but these two are hilarious. Um, Are you familiar with the movie Shrek 2? I am, yes. Um, Remember the Fairy (laughs) Godmother? Wait, really? That is Jennifer Saunders. The the other one, the partner? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, she's iconic! Wait. <laughs> yeah. So go go Google some. Um, uh, That's like uh, an Sanders iconic fucking cartoon moment. I yeah. live. <laughs> yeah. So Google them. Um, they do a really very funny um, parody of Mamma Mia for uh, Red Nose Day. Oh well, very I know funny. Go watch that because I saw you did a whole Apple show recently. So <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Oh, I'll check that out. Yeah. So kids, this is your learning moment. Don French, important person. Comedian, icon, watcher. And on, we're, we're recording on, I think, International Women's Day. So let's celebrate it her. It is International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day to all yes. the women. Yes. Okay. Ellie has never done stand-up before. Has she done any comedy? Taste says she does every time she gets in drag. Ha, 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 ha. Clownery. Uh-huh. Clownery. <laughs> Ellie has considered everyone. She calls Bimini and Lawrence at the Comedy Queens, which means Taste and Horror are not. Mm-hmm. Power is in her hands. This is a competition, so she's here to play. So, with all that in mind, she is going to start off with Horror, mm-hmm. then herself, then Bimini, then Lawrence, then closing with Taste. And the room is pissed. Ellie says, if there is ill will, bring it up. 
And Lawrence immediately calls it a bit stupid. Mm, yeah, she was pressed. Lawrence knows that if Bimini is funnier, she will fail. And if Ellie was really her friend, she wouldn't have placed her there. Ellie asks Lawrence what, what Lawrence would do. And she says, a shit sandwich. The people you know who are strong at the beginning and end. She thinks with this order, everyone will struggle. And Ellie says, isn't that what it's supposed to be? You know what, sets off I Miss Ahura. I disagree oh. with Lawrence, though, because if I was thinking about a lineup, like, I'd rather actually be after someone strong because the, I mean, now I use the word audience loosely because they're performing for freaking Beanie Baby sex dolls, but with an actual audience there, like, I'd actually be happy to go after someone strong because they're warmed up and I'm confident what I do. Like, I'd feel like it's harder to go after someone where you have to lift the audience back and do all the, you know, the power lifting to, you know, get them to laugh because someone sucky just went on, you know? See, I don't know. It's interesting because we've had this scenario before where there is a queen who gets to pick the order for a comedy okay. show and we see how it all works out. But we've not been at this point in the competition where every little bit matters. So Ahura mm -hmm. thinks Ellie put her first because she wants her to crack and that shows right. a lot about Ellie, period. But Ellie knows she might be a bad character and everyone has been talking about her and she might not win a badge, but she might win a badge in this order. And Lawrence questions that and said, well, maybe she is going after a horror. Mm. If you know, based on how you are perceiving the season going, you see that Rue is in love with Lawrence. You see that Bimini is doing very well. You see that clearly after two lip syncs, Ace isn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't mm -hmm. have a badge. The next best person to go after is someone you know is going to bomb this competition, this challenge. Do it. It's a competition. Yeah. So it was just really wild to see Ahura and Lawrence be the ones to actually show their true colors in this entire situation. Yeah. Ellie played the game. They got played. End of story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, and it's a competition. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be upset about it. Like Lawrence was. Like, what do you expect? Like, you know. Now, now, could yeah. could Ellie have put Lawrence before Bimini, and everything would have been a little different? Yes. Yeah. But it doesn't matter, as I say, because whatever your material is, is your material. You can go first, last, third, fifth, twelfth. I not even be on the stage. That. Thank That's you. That's exactly how I feel. I feel like if you're good at what you do doesn't matter what the scenario is like people will love it like and maybe that's like a very naive take but i honestly have in my experience at least like and especially with you know you know how drag is in the city like sometimes uh -huh. you're in a show with like 12 fucking girls like you don't know you don't know when you're gonna go sometimes you have to you know do a number on the spot whatever but like i think if as long as you're confident in what you do and what you do is you know special i think that people will like it i don't think exactly. there's a whole big pressure to that yeah Ahura has a fire under her ass and wants to shit on Ellie so hard. Mm -hmm. Ellie knows this is her chance to get a badge, and she knows if Ahura or Lawrence had the power, they would do the same exact thing because this is a competition. Ellie officially writes down the run order, and when she gets to Bimini, she asks if she's okay with it. Bimini says she'll kill it wherever she is. She asks right. Lawrence if she's okay with going after Bimini, and the can of worms is reopened yet again. Lauren says, don't ask if they are going to be okay because if she's going to play the fucking game, take away her sheet, and that's that. Lawrence <laughs> finds it to be a bit taunting. And 
I, 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 I feel bad. Very sensitive right now. Yeah. I feel like Lawrence was being very sensitive. Now, mind you, this is a that's a little you know meat of me to say after she literally cried on camera. Um, <laughs> about you know later on you'll see, but like, um, but still, I feel like, girl, you got this far. Don't don't let you know. Don't let us all get to you now. Yeah. Like, I mean, taste calls her an angry bunny. <laughs> I think whatever Tace is saying is kind of just like to be stupid and like it is. I don't, again, she doesn't know what Tace she's saying. Care. She's saying words. <laughs> right. Um, Ahura walks away to work on her first The Worst set. Ellie is left sitting with Tace, who says, you do what you gotta do and she can put people wherever the hell she wants and she shouldn't feel bad about it. Right. Ellie doesn't want to throw her friends under the bus, but Tace reminds her, this isn't RuPaul's best friend race. Wow. Haven't heard that one before. Bahora <laughs> and Lawrence conspire in the corner and talk about Ellie playing a huge game. Bahora thinks she's being sabotaged because Ellie wants her out of the competition. Mm-hmm. Something we've not seen up until this point. She's never expressed those words before. So Bahora, you're making shit up, girl. Yep. As Bimini reminds us all, it doesn't matter where you are. It's about the material. Yep. Ellie says, yikes on bikes. <laughs> all right. So we got our time with Chatty Man Alan Carr. Because I Alan love Carr this is next there, actually. Right? It it's great. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I have decided if I were to ever be on Drag Race, which is never going to happen. <laughs> if I were going to be on Drag Race, I would do Alan Carr for Snatch Game. Oh, that's it's easy. It's very funny. Um, yeah, you, just have you to could put on a funny voice and last song. Mm-hmm. Um, but up first is Ahura, who never thought she'd be on a stage doing stand up getting advice from Alan Carr. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan asks if she's nervous, and she is because the stupid bitch put her first. She won't get over it. We're going to hear it all episode. Yeah. And Alan agrees first it's hard, but says she'll be fine if she makes a poll. When Alan, you don't know what you just asked for. Mm. Ahura starts off with the Nan bit about how the old and young generation have a huge gap, and they oh both had bleep. Bleep, 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 bleep. This part floored me. <laughs> Alan snickers and is unsure to give constructive criticism, not on the BBC, because what the hell did she just say? Now, I know there's an interview that she said what it was. I did not watch the interview yet. Oh, I was going to say, so if someone found the unedited or the uncensored version, I was watching actually uh, Pit Stop. No, not Pit Stop. Uh, first, first, first Impressions, because I yeah. love Bobby Drag Queen. And they found, they rolled the uh, unedited version. Because for the life of me, I could not figure it out what when I was watching this on Wild Presents, I could not figure out what it was because the bleep was so long. I was like, right, and they don't bleep out anything under that bleep. It's so long. It's a huge bleep. <laughs> so what was it? What was it? Um. So <laughs> it, it's a. It's kind of like a. What's the word? Like a parallel joke. So like she's saying like, oh, there's such a big gap between me and my nan. But what brings us together is after whatever, like some hookup, we both have a big gaping asshole. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Now, do I think that's really raunchy? Uh, not really. I think there are way worse things you could do, but apparently sure, sure, the sure. that gaping assholes off limits. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be like a shit or scat joke, and that's why we were censoring. Yeah, I think like a scat joke would be, I think, more taboo, but I, I really don't care either way, of course, but I was surprised that that, that earned the blame. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was a moment, and definitely really, uh, we'll get to the, the in-show in, in, in version later, but... Right. Right. It's now Ellie's turn. Ellie's arrived um, and is excited to get insight from a comedian. Alan asks about the running order, and Ellie says this is her chance to win a badge, and Ellie, Alan says this is her chance to shine. 
Mm-hmm. Ellie does her D bit and gives us Dirty Diamond with the deep voice. And it, 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 it is a funny bit. And Alan loves the Exorcist Dirty Diamond bit. Who wouldn't See, like, like little I, Dirty I Diamond? Like it. I, in the rehearsal, even, I personally just didn't, I wasn't really feeling it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was kind of like, um, how to describe it? I don't know. It just felt like very like easy, like not lowbrow because like drag. We don't need to be freaking you know Boring. sophisticated all the time. But I just felt like it was like eh, eh. it was an, it, it was see and the thing I, what I think she, why she did it because it was an easy accessible joke and it yeah. could reach anybody. It's just the execution when we get to the full performance. Yeah, that bombed big time. And also to be um, fair, speaking of editing, a lot of times they'll show us someone bomb the rehearsal and then they gets they gets to the exactly. actual performance. So you never know, right? Alan does give her advice about the exorcist's voice coming at the end of her frog bit, but just not froggy and groggy. Don't do the froggy and groggy. <laughs> All right, Bimini is coming straight from home base. She's only done stand up twice. One was in front of an audience. One was on Zoom, which was bad. <laughs> I love that. Even that was funny to me. Right. <laughs> Um, Bimini gives us the not a joke, just a fact bit, and Alan chuckles. But the boyfriend from Italy named Steve joke was funny. Yeah, Alan that was gives good. her a little advice, and Bimini doesn't know if it's a hindrance because she doesn't know if she can go further. So, right, yeah, Florence is scared because she bombed Snatch Game. How dare a comedian bomb Snatch Game? We'll yeah, talk about that. Pressure. If, you're, if yeah, your well, whole brand is, is comedy. We'll talk about that on the season 13 episode recap. Oh boy. (laughs) All right. Well, Lawrence starts with a subtle bit and I thought it was, it was very, very hilarious. And yet it didn't make it into the set. Why? I don't know. I don't know why that didn't make it in. Right. Finally, we have Tace who is terrified to do comedy, especially about love. Tace is very funny off the cuff. So she shouldn't be worried. She talks about loving beans on toast. And Alan says, if you're going to be sexy and talk about beans and toast, it could be funny. Tate is already is ready to distract them with a good look and mediocre comedy. You know what? I was very shook at this. Uh, and I think they go into de- in detail in the next bit when they were getting ready for the runway. But I was really surprised that Tate went with this angle because looking at Tate, I'd be like, girl, you can have whoever you damn want. You could. I don't even know. But like to to have someone that gorgeous feel that like lonely and like. I was just like, girl, what's, what's happening? Who hurts you? Me. Right. It's, uh, we, we're not going to talk about pretty people being hurt and then ruining other people's lives. Because that's what I'm currently dealing with in my life. Ooh. Drink, drink, drink <laughs> if you have something to drink with. Um, yeah, uh, yeah that, 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 was, right. that was alarming for me as well. Because there are people I know like that. Like, oh, yeah. I can't find someone. I'm like, no, you can. You are just being pickier than other people are. And you... Are taking away opportunities from the people like me. <laughs> yes, we'll call them opportunities. Yes, I love. Oh. All right. Well, it is elimination day, and today is a new day, and Ahura is doing stand up. Hmm. Lawrence and Ahura are still annoyed at the order, and sleeping on it made them wake up fuming. Ahura hopes there is good karma in the world, and I can tell you there is not good karma in the world because I'm getting fucking bad karma right now. Oh, no. <laughs> Lawrence and Taste talk about Taste, and Ahura friends. Hayes calls her a very annoying sister. Ahura says before drag they had a little, you know, um, but they became besties during their time in drag. So Mm -hmm. it happens before drag, I guess stays before drag. They don't want to discuss the intimacy details, though. 
I think we all would like to hear. Even though Ahura totally just did that the other episode and said, like, you sat on my face. <laughs> right. La, 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 la. But okay, exactly. great. <laughs> so, as you were alluding to, Tay says she's only dated one guy when she was 18. And yeah, was I was floored. Show. I was floored by that. I mean, she is young, too, so, so that I understand. But she gets into it very quick, and she went to Liverpool to meet this gorgeous guy, but they didn't use protection. Mm-hmm. Little did she know it she got gonorrhea and chlamydia. Um, it broke her trust in people and changed her for a long time and didn't want to be hurt again. She grows up around radio being about love and going out and seeing people together. And Tay says she has self-esteem issues and doesn't think she's attractive. If she was an attractive person, why wouldn't she be with someone right now? Which is my theory as well. Because I think I would make the perfect fucking boyfriend, but I'm not with someone. And 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 it's because I feel like I'm not attractive. And everyone's like, well, you're not going to find someone until you love yourself. I'm like, not true. Not true. (laughs) It does not work that way. I've tried it. But this was very shocking to hear her say. Right. Yeah, I was, I was honestly, I mean, I was very like, also, I'm just like full disclosure. I'm a Pisces. So I was like, oh, I feel like so much empathy for you. Like poor girl. Um, but at the same time, I was like, uh, that's not fair. Excuse me. Right. <laughs> I mean, if, 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 if like, she can't find love, there's no hope for me. I, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I have tried so hard, you know, you know, to work working on myself and I still will never look nearly as good as you do. How dare you? Exactly. <laughs> like what? Yeah. So it was, it was a really interesting conversation and especially for her. Right. I thought it was Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> like we've already heard Lawrence has self-esteem issues because people mock him for who yeah. he is right. and how he looks. And now right. you're having awesome. the pretty yeah. skinny girl telling you, I don't have a boyfriend because I have self-esteem issues. It was it was right. it was a lot. It yeah, was a yeah. lot. Um, Lauren says it's wild that her and Taste have the same kind of feelings, and mm-hmm. you can be a supermodel and still feel self-conscious. Blah blah blah. blah. Yes, everyone course, has feelings. Yeah. Fine. Everyone has their own. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Lauren tells Taste that she is the badge. Of, she is the trade of the season, and hopes they find they both find love after the show. And Taste says they can go on double dates. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind dating Taste. That's fine with me. Oh, I would love a taste. Mm-hmm. Give me a taste. Bitch, of that. You got your options, bitch. So don't you this storyline is done. You're over. Right. Runway time. Rue waltzes out in a very simple gold dress with a classic ginger hair. I think she looks great. I think she looks awesome. You know, tried and true silhouette. Just put on yeah. a goddamn <laughs> lovely evening gown yeah. in full very, gold very with a nice updo. Yeah. We've got Michelle and her glitter hair, which I would like to know how that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the super spexy Alan Carr and the original queen of comedy legend Don French. Yes, yes, yes. So we are going to start off with what they call make them gag, even though that was never mentioned once throughout the episode. But yeah, where did that happened. come from? Right. Exactly. Who knows? <laughs> the audience is filled with blow up dolls and stuffed animals, and none of them clap or raise their hands in the air because they're not a fan of Michelle Visage. <laughs> yeah, and like, not for nothing, like, stand up comedy is already hard, but now stand up comedy in front of an inanimate audience with yeah. only four people clapping, like, like here's this, what I would have like, done. Us. I know we're in COVID times and it's hard to get an audience. Of course, but yeah. how many 
PAs are probably sitting around watching. Right. They couldn't just sit there in their masks, six feet apart, just to clap. Thank you. you like, to do. I watch Wendy Williams all the time. Her show is all just staffers in the audience, but they're just socially distant. And there's like 20 of them and they just are extra loud. Right. Like, and, that, and that's all they needed to do. And it's a way to celebrate the crew. And also yeah. for the queens, it's almost easier because even they may not know them all by name, but they at least right. know who they are because they see them on a daily basis. True. Yeah. That's just that what I would do. Good. That would have been, no, been totally feasible. Yeah. I don't understand this, why they didn't do that. No, I don't know. This is what they do. So Ahura is first and looks absolutely stunning in that gold oh, dress and white so hair. So mm -hmm. pretty. Ahura introduces herself and says she's young, she's dumb, and she's full of cum. All Beginning right. of the up. end. Ahura right. talks about the birds <laughs> and the bees and asks what that has to do with anything. And that was until she tried anal, and that does in fact sting. <laughs> Fun joke. See, like Honestly, like, that's a fun joke. I think that's great. And it's so relatable. <laughs> yes, because in England, I believe they do call it peckers. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> that's the judges right. are laughing at the beginning. And then we get to the man bit, which we saw in the rehearsal. Yes, yes, yes. Rue laughs. Alan puts his hand, his face in his hands. Dawn bows her head. And Michelle says, wow. And there yeah, you have it. But there I was surprised because they like they usually love making dirty jokes on this show. How many dirty jokes an episode do we always hear from them? Right. Like but fisting jokes, bottoming exactly. jokes. Now they're put off by an asshole joke. Like, come on, really? This was the moment a horror lost drag race UK. Mm -hmm. Now it's really interesting because I want to go back to the discussion we just had about what was said. Right. They haven't bleep they don't really bleep anything. No. This was bleeped. Yeah. It was edited to be bleeped. Do you think mm -hmm. this was mm -hmm. an editing choice because what was actually said was not as bad as it was? I don't think it was that bad at all. They bleeped it, and I think that was a decision for us to feel a certain way. Yeah. I think this that that they knew people would be upset if a horror was gone, and this right. is the only way they can do it. Now, the only thing I would say, and I wrote this down, but the only thing I would say that count for me counted against Ahura was that she, I think, didn't physically inhabit the stage comfortably. Sure. I felt like she was pacing around a lot and mm -hmm. also just didn't have a direct eye contact. Now, again, right. that also might have to do something just by chance that you're performing for stuffed animals. But right. um, I, that was the one thing I think performance-wise that was weak was it wasn't like confident she was now like, why around. i thought it was like a shit or scat joke was because the next line she said was granddad bring the hose because we need to be hosed off so i was like what is on their body and you're talking about yeah anything? so i guess she's talking right. about like their asshole it's nice and stretched so let's yeah. clean it out while it's open like, yeah whatever <laughs> you uh, just can't. Can't. well a <laughs> then because the reaction is so mixed gets lost in her head and can't get out of the nan is so yeah. dumb that rue literally has to help her and scream out how dumb is she just right. to regain herself um mm -hmm. as taste says this is a horror's humor through and through maybe not for the bbc yeah so that always um that always interests me when they cut to other queens during a clearly wait the queens are on the side watching though right so like yes that's why there was commentary okay just me i was like yeah i forgot about that no oh was yep. like, oh yeah they are watching each other good okay now, as retaliation, because Ahura needs to retaliate somehow, she introduces Ellie by saying she may be tall, but her cock is small. <laughs> I forgot about that. Wait. 
Yeah. Um, it's something. Sure. I guess this is a horror's way of saying men don't go to Ellie Diamond. She's got small cock. <laughs> I'd small still take it. I'll, I'll take go. her pecker. Um, <laughs> Ellie is up and she looks like Nicole Anoscopy. And this will be part one of Ellie as Nicole. Oh, I live. Um, the red hair, the red, the red jacket, the garment. It was, it was, this was very Nicole to me. And mm -hmm. even her performance was very Nicole, very mm -hmm. much okay. her humor. Um, Ellie starts strong and says, for those plastic dolls who don't know her and speaks to Michelle Visage, she is um, Ellie Diamond, with the emphasis on the D. Ellie does her set and it's just a little too quick. She doesn't allow the jokes to linger and settle in. I agree. Um, yeah. She is starting off strong, but she just doesn't know how to set up the punchline if it's not the Dirty Diamond voice which is not yeah. what the other person should be saying. Like, Dirty Diamond should be, be, be the lines that she said, not what the partner in the, the, the scene is supposed to be saying. Yeah. She wasn't really quite grasping what her own joke was. Yeah, I, feel like, I, I, I feel like Rue was laughing out of discomfort. No, I said Rue looks lost, but amused. Like, that weird, like, mixture of, like... Yeah. I'm lost, but I think I should be laughing. So I'm just going to, you know, chuckle. Yeah. I don't know. I Ellie, Again, I didn't even like the premise of this, this set. For me personally, I didn't like it. I thought it was like all dick jokes. So I was like, okay, great. There was like satanic dick jokes. Okay. Um, it just became really one note super fast to me. That's yeah. why I didn't like it personally. Ellie had the goods. She just didn't know how, how to use it properly. And as Lauren says, she calls it the most mental thing she's ever seen in her life. <laughs> that I agree with that. Yes. I would be very confused. <laughs> and next, as Ellie says, the absolutely dreadful Bimini. Is yes. Bimini and her dismantling of the patriarchy is there. And her voice is just naturally funny. She, she got, she, yes. She's naturally funny. She has a great way of, um, what's the word? What's, there's a word for that when your voice like ebbs and flows naturally. There's like a good, um, not candor, but Cadence. anyway, the, the way she delivers stuff is just naturally charismatic. What was that? Her, her cadence. Her cadence. There you go. Yes. Yeah. She just has like this cadence. Look at us using musical terms. Yes. Come on now. Um, but yeah, there's like a natural cadence. So like it just flows out of her. So even like a normal sentence for her sounds entertaining. I just yeah. love that. Well, Bimini has had some mediocre relationships in her life. Not a joke, just a fact. Mm -hmm. Number one. She was 14 and was too old to get it with the vicar. John liked that one because I, of the show. She was on a show was a called... Good one. That was really good. Yeah. No, yeah. Yes, very um, good. Speaking of fetish, she once saw a man dressed like a dog drinking piss from a bowl. It was really weird seeing Alan there. Everyone laughs. Very funny. <laughs> At work. Right. We love pup jokes. Then she says <laughs> it's difficult being gorgeous. Not a joke, just a fact. That's number two. Mm -hmm. She says the older generation doesn't get millennials because they're all about sex, yoga, and brunch. But jokes on them. She loves getting pounded in uh, downward dog deep throating an avocado. Just that a typical also... Friday night for Bimini. <laughs> brava, brava. Listen. Very funny. <laughs> but jokes on them. She had syphilis twice. Not a joke, just a fact. Number three. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, days and them, comedy comes in threes. Mm. That's how you do funny. Mm -hmm. She gave us the not a joke. Uh, not a fact, uh, not a joke, just a fact. Three that's times. A bit humor. Yes, I live. So funny. And that's why it landed. Three, three, yeah. three. So anyone who's ever going to be on the show in the future and you have a comedy challenge, 
The power of three. When you are a writer, power of three. Make it happen. Mm -hmm. See, like, I never studied comedy, but I find it so fascinating that for people that really have a background in comedy, like, um, doing stand-up or, like, improv, like, there's so much, like, just, like, um, not theory, but there's so much, like, actual mechanics behind being funny, which is so cool to me to, like, oh, I, I should, like, that should like fucking every everyone should try their, like, like like try yeah. writing their own set because yeah. people find it hard. Yes, this one was interesting because they had a specific theme they had to go off of. Mm-hmm. But love is so open that everybody can relate to it. Right. There there is an ebb and flow when it comes to writing a stand up set, and when yeah. you are able to make it about yourself, it works. Mm-hmm. Bimini proves it. Bimini right. proves it. Bimini introduces Lawrence as Scotland's answer to birth control. Um, also hilarious. Very funny. <laughs> um, Lawrence knows how to host. She is very good. I would say we don't get to see hosting on Drag Race much, but yeah. Lawrence just showcased it in a way that I'm like, if I went to a Lawrence Cheney show, I know I'm going to be entertained no matter yeah. what comes out of her mouth. If she didn't even do a number, I will enjoy the show. Yeah, I, I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I think, especially in New York, hosting is such a huge, um, a huge thing because, like, you know, when you get to a point where you have like a weekly show at like a huge bar, which hopefully one day I will, like, if you're on that level of like doing a weekly show in like Hell's Kitchen, let's say, and hosting, like, yeah. that on its own is it takes a lot of skill to be able to work a room and get everyone off their phone, get the Hell's Kitchen gays to shut the fuck up. Yep. <laughs> And like, listen, because they think you're funnier than what whatever their grinder is doing right now. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like, it's great. Well, Lawrence addresses the camel toe in the room and has a pussy that's large and in charge, chunky and spunky. Um, and then we learn that Big and Poofy was her nickname in school. You love self-deprecating humor. Yeah, that's true. Once okay. Lawrence starts her coming out story, like her Snatch Game, it was too long-winded. Edit Lawrence, get to the punchline. I, ju- I literally wrote that. I was like, needs more punchlines in the pacing. Yeah. But, yeah. It was and funny what, eventually, but like, girl. <laughs> there, but she did have some good lines. That what sucked. Like, mom, I don't know if you know this. I'm gay. Son, chill out. We're all happy. Funny. That's funny. Yeah. And it's not. But if it's like buried rude. in between so much talking, like you lose the effect, you know? Right. And then it takes forever as we go. Lawrence's mom says that she needs to tell her dad that she had, she's gay so she can right. feel happy and confident and goes, can you tell, can you get dad? And she said, Nick, your son wants to tell you he's gay. Mm-hmm. Funny. That's funny. But it took too long to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm very curious to know if. But you know what you mentioned any- earlier, which is really interesting, though, is that in the rehearsal, they focused on one thing. There was no right. talk. It wasn't about, in there. It wasn't in there. there. Was no talk about tightening up her set at all in the rehearsal. So I'm, I think she rewrote it. I really do think she rewrote it based on whatever Alan said, and that mm. is the cause of her downfall. For that mm, okay. Yeah. If Lawrence edited, she would have won the challenge because the laughs were edited more in her favor than they were for Bimini. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we have not looking like a steel wool Teletubby. It's taste. Oh, girl. I can imagine wearing a freaking G-string made out of... <laughs> no, never. So she starts with the fact that her name is from a book of made-up names. Didn't land because the judges clearly don't know the boy self. Yeah. Pace Starth says finding a boyfriend is difficult, just like Ellie Diamond finding a Rue Peter badge in the competition. Ooh. 
it was the only real joke in a set that was about another I would chuckle to competitor. That. It was funny, like a laugh very ride, funny. But I, I would chuckle like, yeah. that's funny. Um, she talks about being on the apps, including Deliveroo customer care. So I believe that's just kind of like seamless. Yeah. Um, I have not found love on my seamless uh, help. Um, I'm I, usually yeah, yelling no. at them saying, <laughs> These people fucked up my food. Give me my refund. That's the only time I talk to customer service, right? I don't call exactly. them to say, like, how's your day going, by the way? Like, right? <laughs> you know what? Maybe, maybe that's gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do that once. I'm going to film myself getting on into a customer care call and trying to get that person to be in love with me. Male, female, I don't care. Let's that's do it. Fun, I, that's a fun little That's uh, a fun challenge. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's make it viral. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know lonely. what a lot of queens do, actually, which I, I want to start doing too, is, um, Again, because I started uh, TikToking last month, a lot of queens I've been seeing will log onto Omegle out of nowhere, <laughs> and uh -huh. just like video themselves like scrolling through Omegle, like and and filming their interactions with interactions with like strangers on the internet, but like from all over the place. It's actually That's really funny. entertaining. That's really funny. entertaining. Lisa's <laughs> has only been in love with beans and toast, and she sexually Which says, "Which I've never had. What is that? I don't even know." It's a British thing, but literally. You need, you need your butter, your ketchup, mm -hmm. your beans, your salt, your pepper, and you stick it in the microwave. Ding dong. She forgot the dang. Right. Girl, that song. It's so good. Rent it's free. So good. Right here. Right here. Rent free. In it, my head. No, they, they, have, they have to pay a dollar to me because I am a frock destroyer through and through for life. That so, is the ultimate UK song, honestly. Exactly. Though. So but I do love my bing bang bong. Yeah. Did yeah, I buy... It's t-shirt. Yeah. But honestly, good on UK because they've had two really great songs in a row. Can't say the same about the US, unfortunately. Nope, nope. This shit is good. That's the conversation for another podcast. Yes, um, if you no, listen... I love Bing Bang Bong, though. I mean, right. I, I covered it the other day because I saw this great violin. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. I loved it. So fun. It brought so much joy. Yes, that's the whole, that's the goal. It brings me so much joy, too. Like... <laughs> And they got like they charted in the UK charts. Like what the yeah, hell? And, and as if Rock Destroyers, it's it's they treat yeah. their reality stars differently than they treat than we treat reality stars. We yeah. mock our reality stars. They embrace the reality stars. Right. They appear on show after show after show, mm -hmm. and we're like, you had your 15 minutes of fame. Peace out. Right. Um. But no, no, I I totally totally love that song. Yeah. Um. Friends, if you have not listened to the podcast <laughs> where we do our um, Ultimate Drag Race song showdown. Go listen to that episode. Oh, oh I haven't heard that one. I would yeah. love that. We the ranked songs, the twenty-eight. The songs are my favorite. They're so good. We ranked the twenty-eight songs. Um, Shocker, the top two are whatever your jinx are, um, and and then uh, break up. Bye bye. But everything else for that place is very interesting. Some really interesting placements. Very cool. But enough about that. That's a story for another day. <laughs> See how I segued right into that bullshit? Segway. Girl, girl, what were you doing? <laughs> oh, today. We are here for it today. Please give it to us today. Then we get her talking about writing I Love You in a bowl of alphabetti spaghetti. Um, I guess See, that's their answer to whatever our, you know, alphabet. Spaghetti is. Or, um, that one. Yeah, whatever. I... But that's a story for another day, too. Right. Too many stories. She's fumbling. Yikes. No, I Not wrote the now. same thing. I was like, it was like, it was just story time with taste and it wasn't much of a stand up set. 
But it did remind me of when I saw I saw Alyssa Edwards stand up set at Caroline's uh, two years ago. And it was like the same exact thing. Unfortunately, Alyssa Edwards can just talk about whatever the fuck she wants. And it's always funny because yeah. that's who she is. Taste didn't really give me the, the funny bit because that's just not a personality. Like it was all just like day to day storytelling. I would pay again to see Alyssa Edwards talk about like her breakfast, but like taste not so much, I guess, you know, I would compare the two of them because they don't know that they are funny. Mm. They, yeah. And that's what their shtick is being beautiful being poised and having weird shit coming out of their mouth. Right. And that's why we embrace taste the way we have, because taste is just naturally funny. She's like not doing it on purpose. Yeah. yeah She's yeah. saying words. Mm-hmm. So I like your analogy there. Cause it's very, very true. Mm-hmm. And that was the stand-up show. Good. It was fine. Right. Now to the runway category is stoned on the runway, dripping in jewels and in oh, honor, yeah. since we don't to the boot. We are going to be playing. So my I, first thought before, before the runway even started, though, my first thought was that I hate, not hate, but like I really strongly dislike when they do stuff that's like sequins or stones because on film, it's just not going to read nearly as well it would as it would like in person. So absolutely. I'm sure half these looked, looked way better in real life. The effect would have been so much better. But anyway, yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, yeah, here we go. That's no, true. Well, in honor of the runway, we will, we will be playing. High as a kite or stone cold sober? Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I don't like the second part. I like the stoned on the runway part. So that's what I'm making the joke about. Fun, yeah. <laughs> All right. First up is Ahura. Hair by Palooka Studio, earrings by Girl 1000, cat suit and stoning by Ahura, aka Leboy George. If you don't follow Leboy George on Instagram, that is her. Um, uh, her business side. Oh, I need to find that. Also featured in your virtual background currently. Yes, it is because that face, that's the face that tells it all. Right. <laughs> um, she looks stunning. She looks stunning. The yes. IV stand with the stones is unique, but there's no story. I don't understand why we have it. Um, the hair is reminiscent of RuPaul. Um, yeah. She sparkles and it's a great look, but is it her best? Not a chance. Um, also the back, the back of the back. When she turned around, all you saw was the cutout and there was nothing on the back. That's true. Yeah. I know it's heavy. Stone the back to give us something. See what I was missing was stones in the hair. Like I felt like everything was so stony until like you got to the hair part and it was just like hair. I was like, I just wish there was at least some shine up there to balance right, it out because it, 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 it was a so... reference to a RuPaul yes. moment. So she was not I, I, yeah. trying to ruin that, which I'm like, but you you have a specific prompt for this runway. You can still reference RuPaul, but make it sparkle. Yeah, I also wish that the I, I mean, honestly, I wish, I mean, I thought that there was a, a story in terms of like the IV bag, but I wish that it paid it off more. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I'm just. I don't know the, the specific RuPaul reference. Perhaps maybe it, it is connected. And if I missed it, please it let me know, audience. But yeah, Michelle, somehow she went from anal to nan and it's still the BBC with a lot of being cut out. She doesn't yeah. think it always needs to be in the gutter because she thinks she has more in her. She thinks the runway is absolutely stunning. Alan See, says I, that. Um, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I dis. I um. I disagree with Michelle. I thought I, I didn't think it was too vulgar, at all. Um, but then, uh, well, Alan's. Oh, this is the thing that really got me. Alan said she had great physical comedy. I was like, yeah. where? You were literally pacing around the stage, looking mm-hmm. uncomfortable. I don't understand that part. 
Yeah. Um, he just thinks it was undermined by the rude jokes. She came mm. out confident, and he calls the look sexy and elegant. Don and Alan freaking car about rude jokes, but okay. Exactly. <laughs> Don thanks her, uh, thanks her for being more revolting than a revolting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Ahura says that her nan raised her vulgar and calls her the Catherine Tate nan. Um, Catherine Tate, you know, aware she's another um, British actress. Mm-hmm. She was on Doctor Who, and she was also on the American version of The Office. Right oh. Now. Um, Dawn says that she is a treat for the eyes. That's true. Very true. Always. Rue then decides to ask her who shows the lineup. Like she forgot from a day earlier. Come on, bitch. Um, you told them who chose it in the first place. But exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, Ellie says it was her, and Rue calls her a shady bitch. But that's how you play the game. So right. remember that uh-huh. quote when we get to Untucked Junior. Mm-hmm. As a look, I still think it's stunning. It's beautiful. It's not perfect, but it is yeah. high as a kite for me. I agree. High as a kite. I don't think that the um, storyline's all the way clear, but I do appreciate the fact that she doesn't just give you pure beauty. At least she like gives you some kind of like, um, not quirkiness, but maybe like a little like moment of like the Ivy bag, whatever. Yeah. yeah, she's giving you something to work with. Yeah, it's not just like- The audience was 81% high as a kite, 19% stone cold sober. So they were here for it. Great, yeah, agree. Next up, Ellie Diamond. Look by Ellie Diamond. Oh, oh it's Nicole and Oscopy again. Because Nicole has a very, very, very similar look. And mm-hmm. I was like, she totally ripped it off of her. Anyway, <laughs> there are a lot of stones and she looks gorgeous, but the ratio of fur to stone is not fulfilling the prompt in my opinion. Once again, she looks gorgeous. She I think does the hair look gorgeous. I just yeah, the hair is beautiful, but I don't need the crystals in it, which is a shocker compared to what I just said about Aura. Yeah. Um, I think the nails are scary huge, and I was here for that. But we love a big nail. Where are the diamonds? Give us real Your diamonds, Billy Diamond. Diamond, girlfriend. Your last name is Diamond. What's happening? <laughs> right. So like you could she could have done so much. Like Honestly, if she just came out like in some like Rihanna reference and said shine, shine bright like a diamond, I would have been like, yeah. that, that's the prompt you win. That's comedy. It's funny. But she didn't. Um, it's my, interesting. My thing is that interesting. like, I, well, I, I wasn't here for this look, honestly. Um, just because looking at her trajectory, I, I literally wrote like another baby doll silhouette. Thrilling. Like it's mm-hmm. literally the same silhouette she's been serving pretty much every child or every runway, yeah. you know. Just like a big shoulder, nip it in, and then give you a baby doll skirt with the knees. It's and interesting because like, I, like, I I have definitely not liked a lot of her looks before, but this one I do like. So for me, I have to weigh her entire storyline of looks mm-hmm. and say this is a better look, and it's interesting. Michelle says that she had funny moments, but it started to peter out. She can't fault the outfit. Alan found it funny and surreal. Alan loves the outfit and calls her a beautiful snow queen. Dawn says that a joke where you drop out of character needs a rhythm to then have the punchline land properly. She says mm. she looks amazing and she'd like to lick her. I would like, like to lick her too, but... The only I'm thing sorry. that... Right. But the only thing that I disagree with them saying is that... All right. That, listen, the outfit's great. It's not a bad outfit. I mean, I would love to wear that, honestly. I just don't think there's much perspective to it. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people could wear that outfit and it doesn't feel like an Ellie Diamond look. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, that's why I said it. It. I was like Nicole and ask me. This is who it is. Yeah. It, there. there it wasn't. Listen, it, it yeah. Cool. It, it. It wasn't a typical Ellie Diamond look. 
Yeah. But for me, compared to other things that I've booted, this is a toot for me. So I will be high as a kite. Um, I, I probably, I think I voted in this thing actually online, but I, I, I'm going to say high as a kite too, but I, my problem is not the actual outfit or the, like the construction or whatever. It's just thinking about her as a character. So yeah, I would say it's, it's a great look still. Audience was 32% high as a kite, 68% stone cold. So they were not, not here for it. <laughs> not that may be because they were bitter about the final outcome. <laughs> it's not a bad Next. outfit. If it's well, whatever. Exactly. Right, whatever. <laughs> Next up, Bimini Bon Boulash, look by Ella Lynch, oh, here by here Ross Vaughn. Yes. Time to pop the pimples. Um, um, I who the hell thinks of this shit? She's got stone pimples. Her coat and bodysuit are full of... Um, red and pink stones that yes, look yes, like yes. rashes. This is gross, yet it's fashion. How I, did she I, do I, it? Same thing. I literally wrote stone zits, a storyline, and then just fashion in all caps. <laughs> like the jacket was a bit big, but I guess it works. No, but it was an oversized that, That's a moment. Yeah, that's right. a thing. Yeah, this is beautiful. a serve. This was incredible. Would I ever perform in that? An oversized no. blazer? Fucking hell no. But that is a runway moment if I ever see like made for the yeah, runway. The, the, exactly. Um, Rue says she looks like an actress, to which Bimini says Meryl Streep. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yes. Funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really not sure who the actress she was referring to is, but I'm, I hope that was one like day we Sharon get Stone, maybe in the 90s. I, I don't know. Someone, someone uh, I, I don't know where I saw, uh, put a picture of her and Anne Heche next to each other. I was like, that Anne could be Heche. it. Wow. Okay. Could be Anne Heche. Um, yeah. Alan loved the stand-up with the synergy of the look and material. When she was confident, she when they felt confident. Alan mm. says she never goes route one, and that's what he loves about the look. True. Very true. Dawn says she could build an entire routine around the not a joke, just a fact fit. She calls the look brave. I love Michelle it. said her filthy humor was layered with storytelling and not filthy humor, and it was magical. Mm-hmm. Michelle has never seen an outfit like this, and she pushes boundaries. Rue says she thinks she. Rue says she looks. Uh, what what did I write here? Oh, um, she got advice for her three words of advice: deep pore cleanser. Um. Yeah. I mean, no problems here. Love it. Totally yeah, love high, it. High as a kite for me. Definitely. High as a freaking kite. Yes. Audience, 92% high as a kite, 8% stone cold sober. Mm, Next up, yeah. Lawrence Channing. Right. Tracksuit <laughs> by Get Frocked UK, headpiece by Axel Artistries, stoning by Kim Chaos. This is so different from anything we've seen from her. I love Whoa. that it's super elevated catsuit with stoning perfection. Yes. Um, the headpiece is interstellar space rock, but it was unique touch to make it work well for this look. Mm-hmm. Um, she made it work, but I don't think the look was strong enough to possibly take the win. Yeah, well, it's always a weird thing to think about. Like every episode, it feels like they decide how much the runway factors into the final judging. It really varies. So I don't know how much that factored into this episode, but um, I thought the look was really great. Yeah, I, I, I really do think if if she were to come out in the best thing ever and Bimini came out in something mediocre, Lawrence yeah. could have won or it could have been a double win. But yeah. Bimini just did both just slightly better. This was cool. This was a cool look for her because we have. I love seen it. It's gonna be that. like space crystal, like some other, like some other. It's like honestly a chromatica crystal. Like, yeah, moment. absolutely. Uh, she definitely Very lives cool. on chromatica. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's one of those things where Lawrence knows her body and is not ashamed of her body. True. So she wears 
something that is form-fitting, but says, I'm going to be proud of it and look sexy and have fun yeah. and look out. I sparkle. Add well, like she knows how to make her body right before she even does like a cat suit, which is great because well, some people can't do that. <laughs> I believe some people would call that proportionizing. Is that the phrase oh, yes, we that's use? Right. I, I went to that seminar. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Lawrence is um, quite wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, Michelle said she looked beautiful, beautiful in her stand-up look and the punchlines were good, but the setup was too long. Michelle yep. says she hasn't done anything like this in the competition and it's important at this point. Alan loved the self-deprecating humor. Alan says she looks like a hemorrhoid. I disagree with that. I was like, I don't know. I've not personally seen a hemorrhoid, so I'm not sure. Um, if my hemorrhoids were that pretty, I would. <laughs> Dawn calls her the most natural comic on the stage, and there is something about her that is easy to connect with. Also, mm -hmm. being beautiful and funny at the same time, as Dawn points to herself, she loves the pink, and the shape of her is delicious. Yeah. This was mm -hmm. a high as a kite. I loved it. Everything was good. I'm here for it. Hi, Zakai, for me too. Yes, I thought it was great. Also, I love that color. It's like a deep pink. It's a purple yeah. moment. That is my fa favorite color to wear. So I was like, you got my heart. <laughs> Stunning. Well, audience was 73% high as a kite, 27% stone cold sober. Mm -hmm. And finally, taste. Look by Giles Asquin, hair by Stephen Austin, styled by Alexandra. Oh, fuck, I love. Um... This has that Abraham Levy armor vibe, but it's styled yeah. in such a unique way. I truly yes. love that pushback gray hair because it matches the silver of the look. No, it she looked great. Her mug not and the, the most right. stones on the stage, but the tights were stoned. Did you stone those tights? Right. You're smiling. Yeah. Um, I, I think taste can really wear almost anything. And just That's the subtleness that. works. She reminds me of Rihanna in a way because Rihanna's worn some really freaking heinous outfits, but somehow it works. Yeah. But Taste felt like this outfit, if it was worn by someone else, it wouldn't have been as high fashion. But with Taste, I think she pulled it off. Now, the one thing I don't like was the panty line. I did not like how it came down and then there was like a horizontal, like, eh, that didn't like, wasn't covered by the rest of the metallic stuff. Right. So I was like, eh, that's a little weird to me. It looks like a little, um, like a little hammock. But um, yeah. otherwise, I was like, yeah, you're giving it to us. I loved it. Yeah, th this was, great. Th 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 of all the looks Chase has done, this is like one of those that like you can see her wearing at a club, at a performance, oh, yeah. at a gig. And uh, then this is probably the merch you're going to buy of Chase. This is the Yeah, look. and that's a good point because like, I think a look like this is really hard because to come by because on Drag Race, a lot of the runway looks these queens wear, like you wouldn't see them perform in, but I could see... Yeah someone working your runway and also being in the club giving you a, a sickening number to this um in this look as well yeah oh, totally. i want i want to sidetrack for a hot second and be like let's discuss drag queens from drag race and merch there is a time and place oh, okay. to release merch we i think they're all yeah. going overboard yes you have a I fandom and they're like okay yes yes yeah like okay we have the, my, i have a new fandom i'm going to release my promo look merch and everyone buys it and they're like okay week one merch and then you can't give us 13 weeks of merch it's a little too much because we have to pick i think and um i think there's a hard balance to find between merch that's actually like organically popular because like a meme happened or like it's a cultural moment in like drag or like gay culture 
versus like just pushing it on us. I felt right. like, for instance, in season um, 10 with like Monique Hart, no, All Stars 4, with Monique Hart like wearing those like brown cow stunning rings or like um, Monet sometimes with the sponge stuff. I'm like, girl, like stop, stop force feeding us your goddamn sponges. Right. But like some stuff is more organic. Like I felt like Tamisha Mon's line, the lady said go home, like was just a line that happened. Right. So I thought it was really smart to capitalize and like sell like a doormat. Like that's actually really funny right. to me. Right, give me the doormat, but I, think, yeah, but I still don't understand the, the sneakers and slip-ons. Why we do it? Why does she do well, that? Yeah, I don't but, understand that either. But people um, bought them. People really bought them. Yeah. But like, I think there's a weird, there's a, a, it's a gray line that's becoming more and more, um, hard because to navigate like, i guess because a lot of queens are coming on being like what's my brand like tina burner like it's my brand like primary red and primary yellow okay work <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, but like you know? what, the reason i bring it up because it's like pace is one example where she brought sent, she gave a lot of merch of right. the the frankenstein look frankenstein by a See, i don't think look. that was and that's not merch it. exactly this is merch you get you start like yeah i would buy a pin of this look it should happen organically i think you know yeah. if the response is strong be like okay now i'm going to capitalize instead of being like i'm going to try to make money off this because i think that you're all gonna you know gag i don't exactly. understand that anyway let's talk about what the judges said michelle thought she yes. was going to suck in her stand up but she didn't she thinks the looks was breathtakingly beautiful Alan was mm -hmm. impressed with the stand-up, but found that another story didn't work as she didn't finish or give a punchline. Pace yeah. says her mind went completely blank. Alan also mm -hmm. calls her a Barbarella space vixen. Dawn says she might have been, have been flailing around, but she was climbing a great big mountain, but be proud of that. She calls mm -hmm. her an ethereal animal. Rue notices that she didn't make eye contact with him, and that, for Rue to say, is kind of important because Rue needs her queens to represent her well and if you can't make eye contact with the audience you're not going to be going on the road but but she means like the judges panel though right like yeah well because the judges yeah. panel was the audience for this challenge yeah oh so weird i can't imagine yeah, yeah. anyway the look high as a kite stunning i agree high as a kite honestly this whole runway was great I, yeah uh, audience i, I think this bombed. may be the first time that i've given a complete um to everybody yeah but, no one bombs in my opinion this Great. for me and the audience 96 percent high as a kite four percent stone cold sober so everyone was on board with it mm -hmm. all right let's talk about untucked junior we got some fire burning here i they love uk i wish that the u.s yeah. did this too where, oh where me too i've said i've said it many times i just combine them we're not getting anything yeah. new out of untucked it's 30 minutes wasted yeah just throw it into the episode and make it two hours that way and give us more thank you right but this one, they walk backstage, there is major tension. Uh, Ahura is raging. Fun fact, <laughs> according to Ahura's Twitter, what was oh not aired was Rue asking the girls who should go home. One person- Wait, they, they didn't air that? That's like a statement. Didn't air it, didn't air it. <laughs> wow. One person, most likely Ellie, said her name, and that is the cause for her attitude backstage. Hmm. I believe they did not air it because I'm convinced they all said Ellie and Rue knew she was saving yeah. Ellie and it wouldn't have worked with the plot line. Ooh, ooh. That's actually really fair. I would I would see that completely being true. Yeah. So Ahura can't even look at Ellie and she can't even stand her. She is so disappointed in Ellie. Ellie gets it and explains that she felt horrible to which Lawrence gives her a look. Lawrence doesn't believe that she that because you can't say you felt horrible when she wanted to go after her because she thought a horror was going down. 
They said they all have underestimated her, but she could have put her first and Bimini last and still have gone after Ahura. She is still on it. Ellie was trying to set her up. Lawrence is just not thrilled. Pace hmm. notices that Ahura and Lawrence are still taking it to heart, but they need to get over it because this is Drag Race. Only one of them could win. Look at the floor or marbles. I thought that was a great analogy. Yeah. It's fair. Lawrence says that she didn't see anyone torn up. Ellie says that she had the power to do that because this is a game, and if you don't, didn't have any badges, you'd do the same. Mm-hmm. Ahura claims that if she were in the position, she would not have tried to think She'd make herself shine by making everyone else fuck up. And this is just Ellie's insecurity showing, period. Um, and I don't think that's true. I really think Ahura would have done the same. You can't say that unless you actually have the, the chance to, to, to really exactly. make that choice. And I feel like everyone would be strategic. Exactly. Honestly. Come on. Ellie says the judges didn't say the show was bad. And Rue said she knew immediately what she was doing. And Lauren says Rue knew. And Ellie claps back. There is, is there a problem with that? Clearly not, because if Rue is a fan of this move, Rue likes good television, Rue got her good television, L.A. Diamond, you are rewarded. Mm-hmm. Bimini believes that Lawrence's anger goes deeper than the challenge as she gets an older, younger sister vibe from them, even though that they are two years They're apart. like the same age almost, yeah. Yeah, um, but there, there, is, there is this thing where we have learned, come to learn that Lawrence is a staple of the Glasgow, Scotland drag scene and ellie is this up-and-comer and she yeah. was someone who came to lawrence for advice so yeah it's mm-hmm. hard to see someone you groomed in a way do better than you I that's where that. i think yeah. lawrence's frustration is lawrence said ellie didn't care that putting her after boomy could have risked her going home and she's really hurt and she's very annoyed i'm sure we're gonna hear a lot about that next episode yep <laughs> um but yeah, I think this was, it was very interesting and it, it's its going to be a conversation because obviously there are a lot of people who support Ellie and supported this choice. I did not see it happen, but apparently Lawrence has deleted the Twitter because there were a lot of internet trolls that came after her because of this. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. I think every season that goes by, the more and more you're going to get backlash online. So, And it's really interesting because um, at the end of the episode, we're going to discuss who the winner is and I think it's very fascinating that we got this moment. But anyway, Rue has made some decisions. Mm-hmm. Bimini is the winner. Lawrence Ellie are safe. It's Taste versus Ahura. Come on, roommate battle. How do you feel? Agree, disagree? Is this how you think should have shook out? I mean, based on the edit, I agree with Ahura and Taste being bottom, but I really felt like in the grand scheme of things, Ellie should have found her way to the bottom somehow because I just wasn't, again, I, the whole time I wasn't feeling her act. Um, I also felt like overall in the competition and I also felt on the runway too, to be honest, like I, that was my least favorite runway. So I was like, why is Ellie not in the bottom? Um, I, I, I really do think it's because both taste and Ahura linked, they bombed. And I think Ellie was, wasn't as funny, but she was consistent and she didn't flounder. At least that's what we were shown. Right. That's um, what I'm saying. Based on the edit, like, I just disagree with it, but um, but I, I I think Ellie could have been in the bottom, and I really would have loved to see that battle of a horror versus Ellie because that would have been great television too. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Hmm. When Ellie is announced safe, she blows a kiss to taste, then a horror, and a horror basically denies it. Um, <laughs> and that was bitchy. And I'm like, Rue, seeing you do that is not a good look. Yeah. Meanwhile. Ellie is in the back 
about to cry, and we will see all that blue coming down her face. She is she, she shook up. Oh, I didn't and as, catch that. Actually, wow. She, yeah, she as twenty one years old. Th- this is hard. You are wow. making a bond with these people who are now rejecting you because of a decision you made in a competition. Yeah, I understand your emotion, girl. Right. Ahura can't look at Taste and will be fighting for herself, even though Taste loves her bitch. The song is You Don't Have to Say You Love Me by Dusty Springfield. Drama. I was so happy. Like, this is our second Dusty Springfield reference of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we got a terrible version sister, of it. Sister, sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I really think it's important for at least the American audience to really understand who Dusty Springfield is. She's not just mm-hmm. a, a singer with a bunch of hits. She was a queer woman in a time where that was not allowed. Mm. She was a superstar who basically was queer. Come on. Yeah. It just sucks that there's so many people who don't understand or know who Dusty Springfield is. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to look up her music. You, everyone knows who, who, what she saying. She's right. the singer of Son of a Preacher Man. You know her music. Now let's right. learn the story behind her. So I'm very glad the audience got to hear the song and we got this performance and Tasty on what yet again has a ballad to perform. Mm-hmm. The dancing queen of the season is doing a ballad for the second time. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I thought that was really funny, actually. I found this performance very interesting because Ahura just yeah didn't have the I emotional didn't... connection to the song the way Taste did. You know what? This I is a storytelling song. You have, there is emotion given to you already. Match yeah. it. They were so. I, I think stylistically they were so different. I guess mm-hmm. um, taste was very much like a bottled in, like very subtle. Yeah. Like almost um, like on the brink of boiling over kind of lip sync, where you're really doing very specific and. Um, calculated movement and then Ahura off the bat literally walked to the back of the stage and like was like I'm gonna turn around on the beat and give you right, like a right. she, drama moment. She, she spent the majority of the performance in the back. Taste was in the yeah. forefront and kudos to the cameraman who got that lovely shot of Taste bending over with Ahura in the back. Oh stunning image. Yeah. I want to find that and frame it. Hmm. But as they said in Cats, same uh, catchphrase it's Taste now and forever. Mm-hmm. Once again, Taste wins a lip sync. Ahura goes home with a Taste lipstick kiss on her cheek. Aww. Ahura is proud of herself and her two wins and her only one lip sync. Yeah. Will she land on Vogue? Only time will tell. Because Taste and Bimini are going to get the call before you, bitch. Hmm. Yeah. I could, honestly, like, we'll see what happens. I think they all kind of are great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got some burning questions to end this all with. Mm -hmm. What is Ahura's legacy? Will we see her revenge plot on Ellie Diamond in an all-star season? I think Ahura's legacy, honestly, at least for me, was kind of um, being an inch, like the most interesting character in terms of like, for me, the first half of the season, she was very like devious and kind of like bitchy. And then she like had a breakdown moment and then she became really funny and like endearing to me. Yeah. Um, so I think her legacy is going to be someone who's like really fully fleshed out and people will want to work with and book just like in real life. Um, I could definitely see her becoming someone that is like 
maybe not like a Voss girl because they're like very selective, but you know, someone is like regularly g- gigging. Girl, listen, why is it the same 10 queens? I don't know what's happening, but um, because <laughs> he represents them or or, or yeah. the company that represents them are all from the same agency, and right, right, right. Still don't oh. know if it's official that they also are representing Cherry Pie now, but that's different. Oof, that's a whole nother thing. Oh boy, yeah, that's a whole... <laughs> I'm sure you have another podcast dedicated to that. And there's a few interviews I've watched about that. But anyway, um, yeah, I think that she uh, has shown herself to be really well-rounded and also just interesting. Like, I think she's someone that people want to book because she has personality and can clearly perform, but also give you looks. And like, yeah, yeah I, I think she'll be fine. I think she'll be fine after Drag Race. She, she's, she, she's definitely a complex character. There are a lot of people who think she was wrongly eliminated. So yeah. if she were to be brought back for an all-star season, I could see it. But she definitely is a polarizing figure. Mm-hmm. You connected to her. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It, so for me, it, I need more than just a beautiful fashion queen. And that's really what my legacy to Hora is. She's beautiful. She okay. had some great, great quips. She was devious. She was, But unfortunately, in this version of the cast of 12, she was the villain. Mm-hmm. I guess out of everyone comparatively, yeah. But I will say, last episode really won me over because she had that little sneaky James Bond moment going Uh over to that freaking sister-sister being like, ooh, so, uh, oh, I love pandas too. (laughs) It was very funny. (laughs) Speaking of things you like, (laughs) speaking of things you like, I would like a few things that you have. (laughs) That was so funny to me. She was good. So stupid, I love. (laughs) All right, so if Ellie doesn't win next week, is it certain she's gone? Or could another appearance in the bottom mm. from Tace be the end for her? Ooh, good question. You know, because they say about three lip syncs, most of the time they don't survive three. But also, Tace has won stuff. Ellie still has not won anything. Right. So that's why it's going to be very interesting. I think interesting Ellie's got to go. Honestly, like, I'm just going to go with my gut my gut feeling, which is that Ellie got to go. I'm sorry. I think I really. If, if it's an Ellie versus Bimini, Ellie will go. Ellie versus Lawrence, Ellie will go. Ellie yeah. versus Tace, that's the one I can't figure out. Yeah. After mm. eight episodes, the winner of the season is... Ooh. As of right now, I would say... Mm, I would say Bimini. Because I think there's something to be said to win an episode this far in. I think the momentum's in her her favor. And like, it's in her favor. I am still going to push my narrative of Lawrence Cheney winning. Okay. Um, I I I I would be happy with that too. I think there is definitely the fan. If the fans voted and decided, Bimini will be the winner. If Rue is the sole decider, as we learned before, Lawrence will be the winner. And I think it is because of what Don French said again. Mm-hmm. Lawrence is relatable. Lawrence is your queen. Lawrence is the person you go to see when you need to feel like you're being seen. Mm-hmm. Nimini is the future of drag. Lawrence is something special. And Rue sees it. We have had so many mirror moments that have included Lawrence. The editors are telling us you have to love Lawrence because she is your queen. 
we mm-hmm. haven't had that much with Bimini. And if we only really do have two episodes left, I don't, I'm, I, I'm really worried for Bimini if she doesn't get a heartfelt moment. Yeah. So I'm very excited to, early on in the season, I was Lawrence wins, Lawrence wins, Lawrence wins. Now I'm not so sure. Like the, I could see it being a 60-40 Lawrence to Bimini. Yeah. I think either also, way. Fair, like it's not like US where we're going to have a lip sync battle. It's going to be a, right. you know, a traditional ending. So right. I don't know. You know, more so, goes yeah. on. I guess on well. Yeah. And that's the thing. We, we have seen Lawrence lip sync. We have seen Bimini lip sync. Yeah. I personally think Bimini is not a strong lip syncer. And if it really? is going to be. All she does is tricks. She does tricks. There's, there's nothing. There's tricks. no substance to it. Lawrence is I entertaining. Mean, that's so, a whole other thing to do. Well, it, do, again, depending on what the song would be, if it is those two in the final lip sync, we'll see. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, we got four left. I think it's pretty set in stone. We got an acting challenge next week. I don't see Ellie doing well. I think Ellie will be having oh, her swan song. Oh, hell yeah, Bimini, Lawrence for sure, and then so, maybe Tace could be good. She could pull it out maybe. But yeah, Ellie, ta- not if, so much. If Tace wins uh, this next challenge, everything is up in the air. Right. Mm-hmm. Who knows what'll happen? But oh, that's true. Yeah. Which is I'm, that makes for an exciting finale, which I love. Yeah. I am excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at it's Vega, which is spelled I-T-S-L-Y-R-A-V-E-G-A, all one word. You can also find my Venmo and Cash App with the same exact handle, which we love. But you can also find me on TikTok at the Drag Pianist. Um, which I just joined literally a month ago. So we're, we're building up a platform, which is actually really fun, I got to say. Nice. And then on March 21st, you can catch Lyra Vega and a cast of oh amazing yes. drag artists in Netflix and drag. Oh my God, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm going to film my, sh- my stuff tomorrow. Finally. Very excited. And then there is going to be a surprise group number at the end. So be ready for that. Um, the words I cannot wait, and, yeah. The words ding and dong may be in the song. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I love it. But yeah, I'm excited for that one. And those of you listening, Dolly Hoedown is coming up on Saturday. Well, lots of digital things. The world is opening up slowly. Right. You can go out and see things, but you can also support Queens locally and from afar by watching a digital show. Right. Just on your phone, girl. You can tip us from your Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, etc., which we love. We're trying to make it happen. Exactly. But also, I think, to be honest, it's so inspiring. Drag queens have really stepped it up in quarantine and shown, yeah. you know, just artistry in general that, you know, the artists across the world, like, we can still make it happen just uh, in a new way, which is it really is true. fun. Well, it yeah. was a pleasure having you on the podcast. Oh, it's a pleasure being here. Thank you. The biggest thanks to Lyra for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.